This is Murph's talk with Robert, Keith. I'm doing good. Today. Awesome. So, yeah. why don't you tell everybody who you are and what you do? Well, I'm Robert Keith, and uh, I I've been working as an artist in Akron for uh, most of my life. I went to art school as a young kid here in Akron and uh, got a taste for being creative in in a work environment and kind of kept at that going into college and went to school out in New York City and came back to Akron where I found that it was a lot easier to be creative with people I believed in. And so I worked in education while I built a community of artists that eventually landed in the building where we're recording this right now. And, and that's something that has become the core focus of my work for the last seven years. You know, you know, Robert, when I first walked in this building, <laughs> you can feel the creativity. Why don't you talk a little bit about this building and what is, what, what's in here? Well, this is 15 Broad Street. It was built in um, the 1890s. We think is a hospital, the back part. And and then it it was it was not a hospital at some point. Yes. And then it was a clay uh, clay brick was this was a capital of clay bricks. So then some clay brick company built this front part and uh, used it as such. And then that lasted a, a short time, where it then became a hospital again. And uh, people, you know, came here and and were born here and died here and and received a mental health treatment here. I believe this place was a, a pioneering kind of wild west of, of that kind of work. Uh, osteopaths started this hospital in, in the 40s. And uh, so it, it has this sort of just ability to just have been what, it, what it's always been, which is, which is a place where people, you know, the more and more I give in to this place being a place for healing, the more it seems to just do what it does naturally. Which is what? Help people get to the core of, of what they're experiencing. And just so that everybody knows, um, we are in his recording studio right now. Yeah. His, it's, it's, we were, we've done a couple of these here now. and It's a unique experience. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, you know, you know, Robert, you've yeah. been here seven years yeah. uh, from New York, whatever. Talk, talk about Akron and the arts, and who? how do you fit here in Akron and the arts? I, I don't, sometimes I don't know if I do. <laughs> that's fair. So, sometimes I don't, sometimes I feel like, and, and I feel like that's me too, like outsidering myself um, often, because like, you know, we're, we're all, we're all trying to exist on the same patch of land and it's a small patch of land. And, um, I, I've always, I've always really prioritized being authentic and not, and there came a point in my work as a musician, as an artist where I separated myself from a commercial um, focus. I wanted to be famous for a long time in my life and uh, sought that out as a young person. I, I still think I see search something out. I don't know. 
I still have that feeling. I don't know what I'm, yeah. We're all famous our own way, right, Robert? I'm famous (laughs) in my head. (laughs) I'm I'm the person I think about the most in my head, let me tell you. (laughs) Well, you know, it's, here you are, you come every, you, you don't come, you come here at night. What do you do during the day? What's the, what's your, what do you, who do you go, what do you go? What do you do? I've been teaching at Miller South for 10 years. What do you, what do you teach? Well, that's a great question. I, um, I, I help out a lot with the, with the, with the use of the auditorium, which is, which is honestly like kind of how I got into this building is like, I was, I was used to managing a space that a lot of people needed things to go a certain way in that space. And, and that's, that's kind of the unique part about what I've done at my day job that, that helps me do what I do here. And as this becomes more in, in my head, it becomes more of a daily practice. This building, I, I, I feel like I feel prepared for the job because, you know, I, I know what it's like when a bunch of artists have to try to share a space. It's always kind of a mess. You know, it's challenging being an artist, isn't it? It's challenging being alive. And (laughs) then it's challenging acknowledging it, which I think like part of the practice of art is acknowledging that you're alive. If, you know, kind of curious if there's a young artist sitting next to you and they're just trying to make it and what do you say to them? Well, I usually, I, I usually, if I'm not scared by them, (laughs) (laughs) if they're not, if it's not something that I'm like, wow, I need, I need some space from that experience. Mm -hmm. If it's something that, something gentle that I, I can identify as like a, 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 a glimmer, you know, something that's like a spark. Mm-hmm. I'll usually just try to exhibit a certain kind of energy mm-hmm. in my conversation. And, and if they respond to that energy, if it, if it's like therapeutic to them, if it, if it's relaxing or calming or exciting and you know, they react in a way that's positive, uh, I'll usually share just some of my perspective at, at the current moment of my life and, and I'll share it from an authentic place and you know I'm, I'm not trying to I, you know I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything I'll just be like you know hey like you know no one has to make you feel that way you can just do this this and this and then they'll be like oh yeah you're right I'm like yeah it's it's great like no nobody nobody can control how you feel like oh people come up in the in your school in the world and they and they want to beat you up or they want to they want to have expectations of you that make you stressed it's like they they can do that but like you you know you don't have to partake in it yeah but you know robert being an artist you have you start to trust into your ability absolutely so you have various abilities because yeah. as an artist having diverse abilities and to be in longevity sometimes is really important or is that is yeah. that is that a true statement it's a slippery slope um you know i i was told from a young age like about all the things i could do and and i i i really like grew attached to that and um and it's almost like a distinction that i feel like has gotten in my way a bit lately where it's like 
you know, I actually don't really, I, I really only do one thing and it's just, it's just existing today <laughs> and then doing the net, the, the, whatever's in front of me. And as, as I've gotten closer to, to that kind of perspective, I, I, I find that like my, the natural talents that we all have, like they can bloom. You know, I was listening to um, Sid Barrett's solo record, which which is which is painful. You know, Sid Barrett is the original singer in Pink Floyd, and he was removed from the band because he he struggled with you know various kinds of mental conditions and behavioral stuff. And he has this record that approaches just just this like like you listen to it and it's coming from this deeply intuitive space where the words just sort of are happening and he's not in control of them and and yet he's you you can see that he's able to mm. control words and let them out of his mouth and 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 you know has a background in english poetry <laughs> but also psychedelics so it's like a very <laughs> mm, what a great combination yeah there. it's a, it's a very powerful <laughs> vulnerable tenuous tensioned experience mm. and I, I just liked that he had that and was able to present it mm. and so that's kind of where I've started to wonder about where art comes from is like can art just come from what whatever mental perspective we happened to have happened upon <laughs> you know um being <laughs> we, we can go yeah, there circumstantially we can we can go, totally go there you know as a professional dancer and a choreographer you know sometimes when you go through um diverse things in our life that brews creativity at times oh, and do you know what absolutely. i mean it just it brings up and we you know I think that we're in a very interesting time when it comes to the arts, that creativity is just going to blossom if we allow it to. Yeah. We have to allow it. We need to feel the sense of trust that we're just going to do it. And I think people are starting to get that trust. What do you think? Oh, boy. Um, yeah, trust is built among artists, among people. And it's built you know, one brick at a time, you know, and, and it should be. And I think that's actually, as a millennial, I think they taught my generation that it, it was all very instantly accessible, you know, mm -hmm. especially like looking at like the sixties and seventies, a time of freedom, like you're describing. I think we like, we were like 16, 17, 18. It's like, go do that now. And so a, a lot of my friends did and and I did in my own right and jumped in learned learned how to jump into things and and now <laughs> after years of jumping and jumping and jumping and jumping and jumping I'm I'm <laughs> I'm I am literally the the most bouncy naive no <laughs> no, no the opposite like <laughs> like this naive person who can who can be like okay wait like i could just not do that i could let mm. i could let something just exist and like my friends will say this to me 
and they'll be like, I just like, why don't you just let it be? And I'm like, because that's hard. It's hard because you, your 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 verb, your not your your nerve system is made up to to do to do bouncing, bouncing. Bounce, 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 and you know that's a creativity in itself. That's a whole you could you could say that the that bounce is an own entity in itself. It's half of the equation. It's it's right. Yeah, and and you know I think there's. People who who, who uh, crave that bounce, they don't have that. They don't have the ability to pass this. They just can't get, oh, I want to, but they don't. But you have, I do, I do, I do. So you're not even getting to the point where, hey, you know, I'm going to decide what I want to do maybe. Or decide that I don't want to <laughs> do, do. Or don't want to do. Anything yeah. except like, yeah, like I said, like except like what what is like, in front of me and 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 that's and that has to do a lot with a, a defining a relationship with control and art and my life because like i've i've lived off of control i, I came from theater and theater's a you know i i watched some auditions today with students young young people today which is a whole different young people than i was and um and i i watched two performances that stuck out to me and they were they were auditioning and I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna watch 50 more tomorrow. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be a whole experience. And uh, what I saw in these young young people is I saw something that I had done in the past, and it was it was really hard to watch because I saw them clawing for acceptance and clawing for being told that what they were doing was good and right. And I remember clawing for that and I remember receiving that and I know where that dropped me off. Mm -hmm. And that dropped me off at a place where I was not looking for validation within myself. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. And, And so like that, so I actually, you know, like when I see young artists like that, I... I definitely would encourage them to stay in the lighter end of things mm-hmm. because like, you know, and that's something too that, you know, I remember this, this, this particular performance, they were, they were being deep and emotional, you know, so mm-hmm. they, were, they were presenting emotion, sadness, pain. Um, it's actually like, a, it's actually a, a monologue in which the character is actually like on the verge of death. I believe oh, like it's, it's, the, it's the, it's the giver. You're familiar with the giver. It's I'm a, not, it's but a, it sounds, um, very intense. It's very intense. It's very cerebral. It's it's the story of like a dystopian future where memories are contained within select individuals <laughs> in the community. That's the only people that have these memories. Everybody else just like exists in Pleasantville style stuff. And so this kid gets all these memories and then ends up like like he's entrusted with this responsibility to contain them. And he's just like, no, actually I can't do that. I'm going to run away. Hmm. Wow. So he just runs away and, and, and the book ends very enigmatically with him (laughs) just running, like being in, in the woods, experiencing snow for the first time. And it's just like, you know, they're just like, you know, maybe he dies, maybe he doesn't, maybe he's lost, maybe he's not, (laughs) you know? And so I'm watching a 14 year old, 13 year old seventh grader says something like that like like Hmm. present this 
to me. <laughs> and I'm watching it. <laughs> I'm like watching it and I'm like, this is like, you're, you're like, it's just like. How interesting. So much pain. It is, but it's very interesting. And if you think about these young people experiencing what they experience today. Yeah. I think that's, I think it's kind of awesome. It's intense and awesome at the same time. And I think it's important to be able to play these roles. I mean, kids at that age are intense anyways, aren't they? So intense. <laughs> right? They're, they're going through a lot of stuff. So when they, when they have art that they're able to, to go from and they, they can experience it through art, mm-hmm. they might be experiencing it personally a little bit, but they're, they use the art as a... Mm, that's like this backdrop that you can they can get into it and it almost like very very therapeutic i remember that feeling too what, what i will say deeply and i'll say this because of my own experience is that if there aren't and this is a gentleman named gaber mate i hope i'm saying that right he's he's a brilliant thinker he um he talks about education needing emotionally responsible adults Mm. And like, if that part isn't happening, then we are setting mm. children up to exploit themselves. Yes. And they will. And like, that's, that's what I see in certain students. I, I, I see s- certain students being programmed, probably from their homes, to exploit themselves. I was. Mm. So I was can programmed. You be, can you, so can you be more clear about being exploited? What's it mean to be exploit themselves? Well, you know, we all want attention for what we do as artists, as people. And the amount of energy and, you know, focus we put on that depends on how, like, healthy you are in in yourself. And, you know, I, I love my parents. My parents did a wonderful job raising me, at best, certainly the best they could, and then some. And uh, I, um, I still, you know, at 34 years old and in a couple days now, and still will for sure <laughs> for the rest of my life, be, be balancing out the things that weren't balanced mm-hmm. about that, you know, and I've had yes. to look at it and say to myself, you know, as an artist, as a person, I, you know, I was going out there in the world looking for admiration mm. and looking for affection and looking for being told I was right and being told Mm. I was doing things right on a knife's edge, on a razor's edge. And I can see it in, in people with education. Mm. Um, because like I'm, as I'm going back through my experience with directors in my life for on the stage, I realized that I was heading a direction in my mind and in my consciousness that was right for me since I was, you know, since I started making art. And it's not that anybody ever guided me or forced me in a sense. I mean, maybe they forced me with, with, with power, you know, with just the nature of a power dynamic of there even being like a person that can say, oh, yes, you did that right or you did that wrong. But, you know, I, I would, and this is why I started making music, I think, or what led me towards music is, is in theater, I was always told to make things bigger Mm. 
And I was always going more internal and I was like going deeper. And I was like, I remember I would be acting and I would be like doing this monologue and I would be doing this thing with my eye that I was like, Oh yeah, this thing is so cool. And like, I'm, I'm like really feeling, it's really mm-hmm. making me feel this certain way. And this feeling is making me say the words with this tone. And this tone is indicative of something that I think is emotive and this is great. And then I would have a director be like, yeah, now just do that bigger. And then I would do it bigger and it'd be grotesque. Ah, interesting. It become grotesque for me. Now I don't know. Maybe they liked it, and and that's and that's mm-hmm. where I'm become a little fed up. Is that like it's not appropriate to push people, especially young people, into pageantry mm-hmm. because that will stick in their brains. They will internalize that. They will not talk. A child will not tell you no. A child will not stand up to you like that. And if they do, they come from a very special family. Interesting. <laughs> and, interesting. and so when, when they have that experience, and you know, I'm sure what I said to my director at that time was like, okay, okay. And then I guess what I did? I did it bigger. And, and so then I internalized that thing because I, I couldn't, I had no one to talk to about it. I wasn't going to, there was no dialogue. Oh, it, it do was. Do you understand? Do you, yeah. do you, you have to, as an artist, Think about what the audience is seeing, right? Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. For I remember the first time someone told me about that 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 was a possibility, mm. and I remember flipping my brain mm. into that. And it, if somebody could have told me that both were good, <laughs> I think I would have grown up more balanced. Ah. But I'm like a. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I get very binary in my head. Mm. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, get very yes and no. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to be able to perceive everything I do from the outsider's perspective. And next thing you know, I'm codependent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting. So <laughs> next thing you know, I'm deeply codependent. You, you know, Robert, it's interesting though. With this dialogue in itself. Yeah. Right. Just this dialogue oh, yeah. in itself. You know that you can be, uh, Oh, you call even keel because you just discussed the re- how to do so. Yeah, I'm so, working on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you know, I think that as we do get older, we do become more even keel, and we realize what our responsibilities are, and we how how to be more productive. You have made an impact. We have our journey internally, but we have an external journey that. That you do also, right? Yes. So that's a good point. Yes, I can and, tell you're a dancer. You know when <laughs> when you when you when you pull the, that that pull, out. Yeah, that's right. That, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, because because we, we that's where you had to live, right? Yeah, to, to be in this profession. So I mean, we have our angst and our emotions, and we go through this. But then we have all our external where we have to do the work, and we do it. But I think that they're actually. The, the journey is parallel to each other. There's a deep marriage between the two. Correct. And and I'm deepening it. And, and, and as soon as I've deepened it, it's gotten a lot weirder. <laughs> well, this, as I, you know, this, maybe I went... Go, that's awesome. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I went too far. I don't think I well, went far enough yet. You know... I could, go, a, <laughs> I could, I could keep going. Well, you know, the finish is up here. Yeah. I think, uh, Robert... Part of what we haven't talked about is your talent in music. And I think um, if somebody would uh, be listening to this and kind of find out who you are, where would they find your music? So I promote 
predominantly out of Instagram. We have a uh, Instagram for everything that I record, and uh, the, the, the collective of, of individuals that I work with record, and that's um, Electrico underscore at, at inst- on Instagram. That'll definitely be in the notes yeah. of this podcast. And, for sure. and I'd love people to go there and check out some of the music and the artists we work with, because like really, and that's the thing, it's like I... I like that you immediately started having the discussion about polymath stuff, like, because that, to me, like, this is, uh, we, my friends have referred to this place as a think tank, you know, it's like, it's really just a different way to practice anything here. Pretty awesome, Robert. Yeah, thank it's, you. It's pretty thank, awesome. thank you for taking part. This is pretty awesome, and uh, thank you. Um, so check out the notes, and check out some of his music. Um, this is Murph's Talk with Robert Keith. Thank you.